Rachel actually gave me unlimited holiday, mm-hmm. which a lot of people, when I talk to, are really surprised about. Yeah, it's like not all that common, and there are. I have heard of it occasionally. Like I remember, I said to you earlier that I floated it with like my last full time job <laughs> to the HR girl. She was like, "Hell no." <laughs> she was like, uh, no. So, as you know. I have been on holiday recently, and Rach is actually going on holiday. When are you going on holiday? Thursday. Yeah, a couple of days. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so excited. So, I go. left Rach last week, <laughs> and she had a bit of a crazy week, and now she's doing the same to me. <laughs> I feel like, because our days are so crazy anyway, like, I think sometimes people think I make it up, like, when I talk to my family, or like, Jay's mum and dad, or whatever. This is the same for me. Yeah, and I say, we're so busy, and I I think they look at me and think, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and I'm just like, honestly, (laughs) like, do you want to see our to-do list? (laughs) Like, we, and like, when I say this, I'm not exaggerating, like, Kaya, as a junior, does not have a spare minute of the day, and if you do, you're having a a drink. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just, uh, you know, hydrate yourself. I'm sitting on the toilet. (laughs) I'm up, I'm going to the toilet for five minutes. She's probably like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to go and... I'm going to go contemplate life in here. <laughs> so I actually used to do that in my old job. Go to the toilet for a break. That's what I do. Every time I leave you, I just <laughs> contemplate whether I want to be here. <laughs> You've got your therapy cat though, remember? I never had a therapy cat. Yeah, I do. Cat. I have my therapy cat. I go sit on the sofa sometimes with meals. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't want me there, but most of the time... <laughs> She's I convinced like, myself she does. Pouring you away and you're like, no. She's like, fuck off. <laughs> I actually forced her to sit on the chair a lot, but like in the middle of us. Yeah. And she, um, she, I think she's left the chair about three times today already. I know, we just pick her up and put her back <laughs> on there. We're kind of a little bit terrified that with the new office coming that she won't come out and sit with us, but we're just going to pick her up and take her. Yeah, of course we are. I will be coming in here and I don't know how I'll get her out, but I will. <laughs> I will. I will do it. <laughs> No, yeah. but we had, like, the week before that as well was quite a crazy week anyway, wasn't it? So oh, it was so intense. I, like, I feel a bit sorry for you sometimes because I feel like you are pushed to the limits as a junior. To be honest, though, um, I think in terms of my growth as a junior, that is implemented with that pushing. Yes. Like, you, you compare, your, compare me to a lot of people in our industry that would be in a bigger company maybe and wouldn't be pushed as much. Yeah. And they don't learn anywhere near as much as me. Yeah, there is definitely that. <laughs> and and to be honest, I'm a bit of a workaholic anyway. Like I, love, I love my job, so I just generally enjoy being pushed. But last week, not last week, it was last week. Yeah, the week before you went. Yeah, it was like crazy. And I kind of, I, I got to Monday, like the last week Monday and I said to her I just said I can't wait to go on holiday <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was, I think needed. I need to go on holiday now because you know at the end of the day when you're just a bit like okay yeah I'm done now over it yeah I think everybody needs that though like everybody needs that time to recoup and yeah I remember working somewhere once where the I was like had reluctantly said like, oh I can pick something up like because it wasn't mm. really aligning with my holidays um, or the holiday that I'd booked and he was like no because I've had this before where people go on holiday end up working and they come up they come back in a worse mood than when they left because they feel like they were cheated of their holiday yeah and I do really really believe that like and I talk about that with you doing like overtime and doing yeah, work, work outside of work do. as well like 
it's so important to switch off which I think I actually have realised and I've started to value it a lot more like when I go off yeah. although I'll message you and be like I hope your day's okay and I bless you when you messaged me on Sunday as well I'm like can I help with anything yeah I know I was like I don't really want to leave you in shit <laughs> and I, at that point I'd had like a good break and yeah. I was like I've not worked and I feel really like like yesterday really? I was like I'm actually looking forward to going back to work oh that's good whereas like you know other people are like oh work yeah fuck that oh i wasn't like that i was actually like okay like i feel refreshed and i feel like it's like new year or something yeah like, new year new me so i was like oh yeah like i'm i'm all good which is a nice feeling actually because you feel like that's what you want after yeah a holiday. yeah you want to be like okay i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna smash it yeah it's the whole point right yeah otherwise we'd just go on and on and on and eventually break yeah, both be crying at our desks. <laughs> Which was me last week. <laughs> I actually feel bad. No, like don't feel bad because it wasn't like. I know there wasn't respect. really anything I could do in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Like because you're yeah. not an animator. Like, I mean, I probably could have stole your laptop, but I mean, that's a learning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a learning. Next time I go on holiday, Rach will have my laptop. <laughs> do you know what? I was in such a panic about that project. Um, last week that I probably if I'd known that about the M1 chip and how much of a difference it made I would have bought it I would have literally bought anything and I actually don't doubt that you would have bought it (laughs) I would have like maybe sent someone to Lakeside because I didn't physically have enough time but like ask Jay to go to Lakeside get a freaking two grand computer and come back I don't care how you pay for it just get it (laughs) I'll give you the bloody money (laughs) oh no but this so like, what we were going to talk about today with the podcast is that as, a, like, a business, I... Well, not a business. Rachel's business. Rach actually gave me unlimited holiday, mm-hmm. which a lot of people, when I talk to, are really surprised about. Yeah. It's, like, not all that common. And there are... I have heard of it occasionally. Like, I remember I said to you earlier that I floated it with, like, my last full-time job <laughs> to the HR girl. And she was like, hell no. <laughs> she was like uh no and then <laughs> i was like but if they want to take the piss she like, definitely knew that you weren't going to come in <laughs> i'll be like thank you having a four-week holiday <laughs> but the thing is like if anything for employees like i was um it's probably aimed at those kind of people because like, i never took a fucking sick day like yeah and that's the thing like i'm not like that either yeah so I think you kind of know from the personality of the person that you're hiring whether you can give them yeah. a unlimited holiday or whether you give them 23 days a year. Yeah, like Do you the know legal what, requirement. Like, it's just, it is what it is. I know. And I kind of see it. I'm sure that if you had like a, an organisation with a lot of people, it would be a lot harder to police or like manage. Yeah. Not police, but manage. Um, but I kind of see it as like, if it works for us, it works. And to be honest, all I really ask of Kaya is that we don't go on holiday at the same time. And like by that, if there was a couple of days overlap or whatever, I'm sure we could figure it out. But I just it would be le- a little bit un- like less than ideal <laughs> if we were both away for like two weeks. But this is the thing, isn't it? So like I went away last week yeah. from Tuesday. I got back on Saturday, and Rach is going away from Thursday and gets back Tuesday evening. And might not really even want to work on Wednesday, which isn't even a problem. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. 
and we work around that because obviously it's a bit different for you because it's your company but I sit there and I almost treat this like my company because I'm like yep get on with it just do whatever you need to do yeah and I know people like some people are like that's really strange for somebody <laughs> to let you do that and I'm like but it happens alright so just yeah, get on with it it's what it is yeah like I find it really, really strange that people think it's 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 weird, and um, like you often have a conversation with people that run businesses that are commonly like managing people is so hard. Yeah. Which I I don't doubt. Obviously, I haven't managed anybody. Um, sometimes when you're away, like I manage things with other people and I send them to other people. Yeah. But it's like it's. I feel like some bosses 100% make it harder than they have to. I do think as well, though, it's easier when you get on with people. So, like, yeah. me and you, like, I think when I interviewed you, I would, I knew I would know within a few seconds whether we were, like, the right kind of people. Like, that, yeah. you know, when you just click and get on with people yeah. and you think these guys are, like, my people, which obviously you were. <laughs> um, but, like, if you were in a corporation somewhere where you weren't really aligned to that person I could see how that could be really difficult and I I also find that when you like clash with opinions Mm. it's very hard to like see eye to eye on a project yeah definitely and I feel like it needs to be inclusive so like everybody's got thoughts and opinions which matter but also there is a level of hierarchy so like if you are talking to a creative director as like a midway there does need to be a level of like the creative director hopefully is right (laughs) you hope (laughs) yeah um so they have like the final word or the final say kind of thing and that's the thing like we have that here because i will send it to you and be like look here or not even send i pass my laptop to you and i go here you go can you have a look yeah um and while you're away i normally do the same thing to a lady called p which is one of rachel's friends who is it? She amazing. She's tribute to P just for a short amount of time because yeah. we love P so we much. We love P. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally like the purest soul. She's like a creative director somewhere else, but um, she does a bit of work for us on the side. Yeah, and when Rachel's away, like she's often helped me, and I've sent it to her and been like, "Is this okay?" And mm. she's been like, "Yep, yeah, that's fine," or "No, change this." And you know, it really, it really helps me, especially working with other people. Yeah, because. First, I I started to see P's process in how she does things, and I remember while you were away, once I um I really hit like a creative block, and I told P that I said like I've hit a wall, like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, look, get pen and paper out and do it on pen and paper and write it down and process every single thing you do, and I'd done it and actually I got through it. And a lot of the times now, I will do it like before. When I've started to do infographics, I get a pen and paper and I process it. Nice, And yeah. although it might not be the same thing as I processed on a pen and paper, it still helps with my thought before I even yeah. get there. It's almost like you download all, like, I feel like you can muddy your brain a little bit with, like, too much thought yeah. or, like, process, or oh, should I do this, should I do that? It's like A, B, C, D, like, oh, I don't know. And then yeah. suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I don't even know, like, a way out anymore. No. And I, I do find that I overcomplicate things in my head that I will get yeah. overwhelmed. So, like, when I put them on a piece of paper, I'm like, yeah. It's almost like you're nailed down to making a decision because yeah. it's, like, pen to paper. What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. But it's interesting, like, when you work alongside different people, how you pick up on different yeah. different things they do. And it actually really helps, especially when somebody is 
um, very advanced in the industry. Yeah. I th- I feel like it might be a bit different if I'm going for another junior, like junior to junior, because I think there's possibly bad habits that you could pick up. Yeah, that's really true, actually. And you're kind of learning from each other, but you're not really learning from each other because you should be learning from other people. Yeah, and this is the thing which I find. So, um, obviously, my degree is in marketing, and I'm on a lot of these marketing group chats and things on, on Facebook, and I often see people comment on there saying, like, how would you do this and how would you do that? Yeah. And there's a lot of comments, and I, I tend to normally look through them, but I almost think, how do I know that these people are saying the right things? Yeah, that's really interesting, actually, because I look at through some of the design ones, Yeah. and like, I read some of their comments, and I think, oh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, or like, that's and sometimes cool. you think, that, well, that's a good idea, Yeah. I might try that, but actually, there's more often than not, I think, mm. what are you talking about? <laughs> I think that's really good, though, that you have that, like, level of awareness that you can stand back and be like, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. Or, like, I would approach it like this. Like, yeah. it shows that you have your own thought process and, like, you're confident enough in what you think and know. Yeah, and I think, like, the thing is, it's very easy, I think, at the moment, to come across very good at your job on social media. Mm. Proof is in the pudding, and, like, it's really easy on social media to kind of have a mask. Yeah, and... So I'm going on to a webinar tomorrow evening for this account for Pretty Little Marketing. And I don't know a lot about marketing at the moment. Obviously, I've just literally started my degree. I enjoy reading about it. Yeah. But I don't really know whether this person is going to be saying all the right things or all the wrong things. And that would be for me to decide. I know that she's grown her account very organically over the last year and she's done very well with it, Mm. which we can see. But it's whether, like, what works for her works for us. Exactly. Because they say, don't they, you're a sum of who you spend your most time with. Yeah. So, like, I think, as well as that, if you're able to kind of, like, pick up snippets of knowledge in, like, different places and then kind of form your own opinion, surely that's way more powerful. Yeah. And it's very easy to go, here's a step-by-step guide of how to do things. Yeah. But you need your own brain. Exactly. You need to be creative because that's work for somebody else, yeah. Yeah. But is it going to work for you? Exactly. Probably not. Like, let's be real. This also kind of aligns to the whole HR process on the holiday, right? Yeah. So, like, yes, there's a process that most companies follow that is, like, 23 days holiday and that's the standard government allowance, blah, 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 blah. But, like, yeah. for us, like, mm, yeah, we've seen that. And, like, I'm aware that you might take and probably will take more than 23 days holiday if that's the legal allowance, I can't remember. Um, a year. <laughs> we'll just say it. <laughs> but equally, like, in my eyes, I'm like, if that means you switch off more and you're more recuperated when you get back, that counts to more work. Well, and also, the, the thing is, like, it helps you because when you go away, I know you can't switch off entirely, but it helps you switch off more. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're sitting there thinking, okay, everything's under control. Whereas... got this. i got this. (laughs) Sometimes I don't, but... (laughs) You tell yourself you've got it, and you've got it, okay? Even if you don't, you've got pee. Exactly. I have pee. (laughs) I love pee. Do you know what, like, the first time I'd done it, it was quite daunting, because I thought, oh, I've never done anything like this before. Um, I have a very business-minded brain that is putting that into action. Mm. Like of sitting there being like, I almost put myself in Rachel's shoes and I go, okay, what would Rachel do in this situation? <laughs> Whether Rachel would 
put it in an urgency pile and like, okay, we can do that in the next couple of days, or can this be rescheduled? Like, can this be scheduled in for next week? Yeah. And that's what I think in that moment, and actually, like that really helps me because I I don't get overwhelmed with how much is coming at me. Yeah. Because I have a tendency to be like, okay, I'll do this now. And I'm like, wait, step, take... Like, recently, I've been like, take a step back, look at it. Do you need to do it now? Because if you don't put it in tomorrow... I think I am a bit guilty of doing that as well, of being like, let's do it now. Or, like, yeah. let's get it done. like Or, like, tick it off the list. But, um, yeah, you're completely right. I think I've, I've learned that a little bit because... Um, you are like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think but you're getting better at it. Yeah. Because you do say to me, like, maybe we'll do this on Wednesday or I'll put that, that on your list for tomorrow. Yeah. Which really helps me because I'm like, okay, Rach said put it on the list for tomorrow. I know that's for tomorrow, but I also know that that necessarily isn't really, really urgent. Yeah. It's like... um what do they call it in triage in hospitals yeah we kind of like just need to triage things sometimes because like as I said earlier because we are so busy a lot of the time there is physically not enough time to be able to pick things up like and it's so easy as well for our clients to come and be like this is urgent I know but is it fucking urgent (laughs) 90% of the deadlines clients give you are Are fucking yeah they're fake yeah like when was it maybe like a month ago when we were at the client um, meeting thing all day we were there all day and literally I think at 3 o'clock we got this email to say you've got to do this and they gave us 4 o'clock deadline and it was like 3 pages XYZ and it was quite stressful but we're literally at 4 o'clock wasn't it we were yeah. like rushing to get it all done and you messaged the client and was like look we're just doing it now and he was like haha um, we just we need it by 4.30 and I was like, it's half an hour difference. But that half an hour would have made a lot of difference for us. Exactly. But they were just applying the pressure. Yeah. So I think when you put it into perspective like that sometimes, and also to go back and be like, actually, that's not possible. Sorry. Yeah. Figure it like, give me another time that you need it for. Yeah. Like a client last week while you were away wanted a brochure for Friday end of play. And they'd sent me everything over and everything was placeholder copy. And I, I went back and was like, so much of brochure and layout is dependent on word count, ex- everything. But content comes first always in that situation. Yeah. And he was just like, I just think, can we try and get as much down of it as possible? And I think this is such fucking bullshit. Like, I'll do what you want and I'll lay down your placeholder copy if you're willing to pay for it because they are. But <laughs> it's a waste of money and it's a waste of time. Yeah, and, it's, and it's frustrating doing it our side because you're like, I just know that this is going to completely change when they actually and do and also content. it makes you less motivated like when you get it back again exactly like we had a client a couple of weeks ago we were doing an infographic for and they come back and they were like um oh we've added some things to this when i'd started and they were like do you want me to send you over the recent version i thought well of course i bloody do <laughs> i'm not going to do an old version am i and then they, I was like, can you send it over by SAP, please? And they sent it over the next day. Yeah. And I was like, and then they wanted it the next day. So I was like going through it, scanning it, checking that everything is like what I've got to change and what I haven't got to change. Because I was like, you've just wasted so much of your money 
and my time. So this is why being making them accountable for every minute and hour that they spend, like we charge per like for time. Basically. So this is another interesting thing. Mm. I recently, um, all the time, I'm seeing charge by project. On where? Instagram, TikTok, all social media, which I find really, really interesting because we don't charge by project, we charge by hour. This is a really interesting conversation, actually. Um, and I've watched how we charge by hour mm. and how things rack up because the amends come back. Yeah. And you've got to charge time for amends. Obviously, you've got to charge for time for this. And I think, well, if you've charged them £2,000 set fee... Mm. Does that include amends? Yeah. Have you then got to go back and go, okay, I'm going to charge you another £250 for amends. You've then got to get that money out of them. Whereas if you go, this is all in all. Yeah. Take it. You can't leave it. You've got to pay it. (laughs) So, exactly. And when you do price work, a lot of it will be inclusive of, say, like three rounds of amends. But it's really hard to kind of nail down exactly what constitutes an amend. And so also, they, like, look at how many hours we spend on some projects that we wouldn't think we would. Exactly. And, like, that's what I mean about keeping them accountable. Because yeah. then suddenly, when they know they're being charged for each round, like, for every bit of time that we spend, basically, they start thinking, is this actually relevant? Like, or is this needed, this amend that I'm asking for? Probably not. So, like, yeah. we actually don't really deal with that many amends. And if you think about it... And it's interesting as well because with um, like PowerPoint and stuff, it's interesting because sometimes we have clients come back and go, can you change this wording? Yeah. And I think you're being charged for that, which is fine. Yeah. I don't, like, well, I don't mind charging you, but why wouldn't you do it yourself? Mm. Like when it's a word, like literally sometimes it can be like the title is somewhat worded wrong, they've worded it wrong, yeah. and they want us to change it. And I think it's a PowerPoint, you can edit it. Yeah. Which I I always find a bit mind-blowing. I know. Sometimes they just need someone to do it, for, like, to, like, tick it off their list for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, like, they need it to be I think it's desk. actually probably quicker for you to change it than it is for you to write an email to me to ask. Yeah. But it is really interesting that, for some reason, I'm finding that a lot of people are saying charge by... So do you know why this is? Because why? it's value-based pricing. So they would say, like, that it's exchanging your time, like, we're exchanging our time for money, and that that in reality, or what they think to be reality, is that it should be the value of what you're offering. So, you know how, like, BT rebranded to be that, like, ridiculously simple logo that's like an outlined circle with BT in the minute, in the middle of it, that costs, like, millions. Okay. Crazy. So like, but they done theory, it on the value of the business, basically. Yeah, on the value it brings to the business. Yeah. So, yes. Um, if you had a client like BT, ask for shares. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't get if, paid. <laughs> if you were like completely revolutionising their brand, then yes, I probably wouldn't advise charging per hour. But in reality, the day-to-day work that you do and the budgets that are available. I've personally found that whenever we've done price work, it always scope creeps. So that means that it goes above and beyond what was initially agreed in the original scope. And also it's really hard, isn't it? Because like we've had projects recently where we've given a budget, like not a 
like kind of a rough guideline of a budget. Yeah. And it's gone over. A hundred percent. It always happens. And like maybe it's partly down to us because like our theory or ethos is that we will find the best creative solution every single time, which we will. And I would rather go over time and not get paid for it than produce oh, shitty work. Yeah. And get paid for it. Um, but also the reality is that our clients are the type of clients that are aware of our payment structure and it works. And also our clients are normally the clients which can pay. Yeah, exactly. And like they will normally give you a budget and say we've got this much to spend. Mm. But I guarantee you they've got more of a budget than that. They're just telling us that. Yeah. It's not very often that they say stick within this like for no. instance, that animation project that went wrong last week. Yeah. She asked me for a. Like we'd already, I'd already ballparked how long I thought it would be. But I, whenever they ask me for a price, I always try and steer them in the direction of. We, we track our time as we go. We have a thorough try and tra- time tracking yeah. system, which is Harvest, by the way, which I like, really, really um rate. Um, but, and I think it will be this amount of time. But yeah. I will set an alert, but if we go 80% over the project budget, then I'll let you know and we can reassess and chat about how much extra time we need. So, for, and for instance, that animation call, we had a call last week because, again, the, the, the scope of it has escalated and evolved yeah. and they want more videos and they want more amends, blah, blah, blah. So they were like, oh, can you just give us a price on how much you think it's going to be? And I was like, yeah, I can. And... um thankfully i didn't actually pin myself down to how much i thought that was going to be because last week like last week when i spent like 7 30 in the morning through to like six o'clock in the evening figuring that animation out like there was no way none of those hours were going to be chargeable for me yeah and do you know what like not going to be chargeable for me i mean this is the thing like it's very easy for for people to go okay we will um, we're going to charge you £6,000 for a website. It's easy yeah. It's easy to say that, right? Um, because a lot of people tend to use templates. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah. No. <laughs> and they know that it's going to be a short period of time that mm. they're going to be doing it for, which is fine. If that's how you want to do all of your design work, cool. But our design work is a lot of bespoke design work. Yeah, we literally start from scratch. Yeah, like, everything is individual and it will be built like that. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of designers, they put out, like, look at this amazing website we've done and it might look pretty, but I can guarantee you it probably took a (laughs) day. (laughs) And they've, you paid six grand for it. Yeah, so that's like... The value-based pricing model again. Which is, is good for them, like, don't get me wrong. Um, but actually, for a client, normally, I find that probably us charging hourly works out better for them in their head than it does us going, it's going to be £8,000 to do this. Exactly. It makes it feel way more digestible, Yeah. Um, their side. And I also think, like, if you feel like that doesn't value your time enough, charging by hour, then you haven't valued your hours enough. Yeah, and... Or to a high enough standard. You need to think about that. Like, it's so easy for people to be like, don't um, don't charge by hour when they use a template to make a website and it takes them a day yeah. and it doesn't really take much skill. 
exactly because not being horrible but it, it it doesn't really like you could easily make a couple of websites probably in a day with oh yeah you could a template out probably like five yeah um if you had all your content ready and you were just like copying and pasting changing some colors like to yeah. brand colors and fonts etc um yeah 100% I also think as well like for our end design one of our like core values is integrity and like we back that up by saying we do what's right not what's easy and for us as a business it is right to uphold our standard of finding the best creative solution every time through being what's the best solution for the client and that isn't templated stuff no and like I've found a few times like I tend to do like a lot of social assets for um clients and sometimes I can get really really fed up like admittedly I can get fed up because I find them tedious sometimes and like sometimes I'll give it to Rachel and Rachel will be like Kai you could do better than this <laughs> and actually like I need to hear that mm. and although at the time I'm a bit like oh <laughs> damn it <laughs> I just wanted you to like it. <laughs> Please. But I need to hear it because actually I then go back and I, normally I think of a much better idea and I'm like, yeah, I really like that. Yeah. And it's so easy to get into that mindset of being lazy Yeah. Do and you doing think, quick work. Yeah, because I, I completely appreciate the pressure sometimes and like time frames and stuff make you think you need to get it done and you're like, oh... But do you think maybe you might have felt a little bit like that because you were getting to the stage where like you needed a bit of a, an overall break and a holiday and a switch Probably, off. probably. Like, I think um, so too. I think you can do so many social assets yeah. and be like, I'm done with this. <laughs> it has been a bit relentless on the social side recently as well. But do you know what? Like, It shows you how much a break can help because I come back from holiday... You and were unstoppable this morning. You were like, I'm doing this, this, uh, this. And it was, I was like, what's the time? And you were like, five past nine. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was like 11 o'clock. Yeah, no, I don't like... But do you know what? Like, I come in and I uh, basically... I have all my emails from my work on my phone. Um, and I muted them all while I was on holiday. I'm really glad you did that. And do you know what it, you need to do it when you go away? I don't have the notification. My emails pop up. Oh, well, I love that. In fact, I do and you don't. <laughs> Your business. I, I know. I star some clients, um, like yeah. you know, favourites, and they pop up. Um, but the majority of them don't, and that's a really good example of why you shouldn't. Because like, if I don't, yeah. you don't need to. Yeah, and th- that's funny, isn't it? Because yeah. the fact that I had them on my phone, and Rach doesn't even have them on the on her phone. But you've got to make sure it's on your time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't um check your work emails but if you want to check them in the evening check them yeah but make it on your time when it suits you make yeah. it like in your toilet break when you need when you just scroll through your phone like, i don't know like yeah or whenever you want to do it not necessarily on toilet but like um <laughs> don't let them only di- downtime we get really so might as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't let them dictate how you live your life via email because emails are completely reactive so as soon as you respond to an email it's almost a trigger to for another one to come back yeah see what I mean so it has to be when it suits you and I think like I've got into the habit of well we have some clients which email later in the evening which is fine um and sometimes I do read them Mm. but I've learned now not to respond so have you noticed you probably have that on my um uh email signature I have a 
a note and it says, I may email outside of work hours at a time convenient to me. I do not expect you to read or reply until normal office hours. Yeah. And do you know why I have that? It's basically like a backhanded way of saying, if you reply to me in out, out of work hours, I'll reply at a time that suits me. Do yeah. you see what I mean? Like I'm saying it to them so they know that... Yeah, it works I, both ways, kind exactly. of. Yeah, it's like reverse Which psychology. Is, is a really, really good way to, to like actually say that because some clients don't like, um, especially one which I I deal with most of the time. Um, they email late in the evening, not really, really late, but they they mm. do email later than what we work, and um, it's a frequent thing now, which which is fine. It happens. Um, but I now don't respond. Yeah. I don't respond until the morning. Unless they go to me like, it's urgent. And then I'd be like, okay. But even that, I just don't believe that anything's urgent enough that they need it. Yeah. And even if it was, then we, like, we might not be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like also, I think, like we've spoke about this before, if it's that urgent, you're going to pay more money for it. Exactly. And you need to be paying time and a half or double Or double time. time. It doesn't matter. Like... You know, and this comes back to valuing yourself. Exactly. Because I understand people go like, oh, but some people work in the evening, which is understandable. Yep, cool. We don't work in the evening. We have a daytime job, nine till five job. We would break. Like, you feeling like you needed a break. Could you imagine if you'd done shit loads overtime on that that period of time as well? Yeah. I'd literally... And the thing is, don't get me wrong, like, I normally, I sometimes turn up early, sometimes I stay late, like... Yeah. And it's not you overtime do. to me, and it doesn't matter to me. Um, you go, like, above and beyond, though, in in and slightly outside of your working hours, so, like, be it if you're a little bit early, yeah. you're here a little bit late. But so that, like, I, I think that relates to also, like, our relationship as well. Like, you can, you tell that, you can tell that. Yeah. And you're not like, okay, Kaya leaves dead on five every day. Yeah. Which most people do. Yeah. Like, which is fine. That's your working hours. It's but it's like that relationship that we have. And recognising each other, right, and each other's efforts. Yeah. So, like, I recognise that you're here early pretty much every day. <laughs> and I recognise that you're here late a lot of the days as well. And um, I don't want to take the piss out of that. And I'm like, say to you most days, go home. Like, why yeah, are you still literally, here? literally, most of the time, Rachel actually has to force me out the door. She's like, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want you to have a life outside. Like, it's not all about work and I'm... I know I'm guilty of um, it, but I don't want anybody else to be. Like, it's not, and yeah, there's more. I'm not going to get any more out of you by demanding that stuff. Yeah, and and that is the thing, isn't it? Like, mm. you you do realise that, and there's some nights which we may have to work late because we do have a bit of a crazy day. Yeah. Um, and I'm really trying to offset that as well, like... <laughs> the last few Fridays I've been thinking oh I hope we get an early day so Kai can just kind of clock off <laughs> and we haven't which has been a bit shit um but equally like it might have been a month or so ago we had a really quiet Friday so I was like let's go and get our nails done and like have lunch and yeah then, and it was such a nice day yeah so I'm like whenever we get those moments I try and really grasp them even though yeah. they've been a bit few and far between at the moment. but the thing is like is that's the thing when we get them that they're appreciated yeah and we, you like, know? can sit there and think, we fucking deserve yeah. this. Whereas, like, you know, like, well, we had that one quiet week, which actually everything, like, the, the podcast happened. Yeah. Everything happened in that in that week. Designer duo was born. Yeah. And, like, 
it's crazy because if we didn't have that week, we wouldn't be doing this. And and I, I actually think that was the, like the sign from the universe. Yeah, looking back on it now, like even now, mm. we're not really working. We're sitting here chatting. Yeah, I mean podcast. <laughs> yeah, it could be argued that it's not work, but equally. I don't know, there's like a certain level of your own marketing that you have to regard as your own work yeah. as well. But like for me, this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah. Which is nice. Because mm. I know it is somewhat work. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But for me it doesn't feel like we're sitting here like working. Yeah, I know, it's just a chat with the yeah. microphones on. And like <laughs> if people listen it's great and hopefully people do listen and hopefully people will realise that what we're saying because like we said earlier, you can see so many comments on social media and so many things that you don't necessarily think is right. Yeah, exactly. And you need to decide that. Like, If you want to charge price, like mm. set-based work, if your work doesn't take you that long and you can charge a load of money for it, go ahead. Why not? Mm-hmm. But equally, if you're charging a set price and not getting what you deserve, deserve from it, maybe it might be time to think about hourly rate and actually valuing yourself. Yeah, a slightly different model. It works, like, I think the hourly rate works a lot better for, like, um, long-term clients as well. Like, to keep them sustainable and happy, they feel like... Because if you were to, like, come the end of the month for our invoices, sometimes things come up and I look at the price and I think, well, that's fucking expensive. But then I think... No, that was the time that we spent on it, so that's what yeah. it should be. But I probably wouldn't have quoted that if it was a price job. And that's the I thing, mean? because the end number can be such a daunting number. Yeah, exactly. And you can sit there and go, wow, like 15 grand, but how many hours they've had for that? Exactly. How much work they've had for that? How much money they've made out of that work for that? And we've got like, if you want to, if like the client wants to discuss the 15 grand, which actually is very rare that they come back and think and say, oh, what's this price? How did it get to this amount? Yeah. I can be like, well, these are all our time entries and we know each time entry with what we're doing, like just yeah. really briefly, like, oh, amends from so-and-so. Um, and I can run that report for you. So that's okay. Like, we can completely chat through how you've spent that money. our time for today guys um so as always if you haven't followed us already over on insta then follow us at designerduo.studio um and if you haven't left a five star review we would love it um so please leave us one in the comments below and yeah we'll speak to you soon bye, bye. <laughs>